Hi everybody, my name is Jennifer Elliott and welcome to 48 Minutes Unplugged. On this rainy day and just before the new decade, we're kicking off the first ever 48 Minutes Unplugged podcast. In this podcast, we will interview leaders who we think are inspiring to discover what makes them stand out. We believe the world today more than ever needs inspiring leaders. Leaders who are good at what they do, but also stand out in the way they do it and have an impact that reaches further. We intentionally do not disclose the questions in advance because we would like to get to know intuitive answers and really get to know the person behind the title. Before each interview, we do a breathing exercise to bring us both with intention into this moment here and now. And after 48 minutes, you will hear a tone, which means this interview will come to an end no matter how exciting the content is at that moment. Where better to start than to interview the founder of Unplug48 herself? Let's get to know her story. Hello, Carleen. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to Unplug48. This is our first ever podcast. Yes, I'm uh, kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, Especially because I didn't get the questions. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, I've prepared for you today a detox tea. Um, thank you. Because I uh, presume that just before uh, the Christmas period it might be a good idea to detox. Yes, absolutely. So, Carleen, the first thing I really would like to know is what is Unplug48 exactly? Um, Unplug48 is a retreat concept tailored for CEOs and founders where in a very short amount of time, like two, three, four days, we gather a small group of uh, leaders together uh, to make them um, step out of their day-to-day lives, uh, reflect mm-hmm. on where they come from, uh, stand still uh, with the things they've been doing in the past, uh, and especially also think about where they want to go, what's their purpose, um, and what, um, how they want to make a legacy uh, going forward. Uh, because I think, um, I really believe that there's very few really inspirational leaders out there. Uh, and I think really knowing who you are, what you stand for, and where you want to go and how you want to make an impact, it's uh, detrimental uh, to, to be an inspiring leader. And so that's why I, um, I launched this retreat concept. Um, and I really hope that by doing so, we can foster inspirational leadership uh, around the world. Okay. Um, and why did you start Unplug48 in the first place? I started uh, because I think, uh, like many uh, businesses, started out of a frustration. Um, so I had a really deep frustration that I saw uh, around me uh, when I was in corporate world, when I was in consulting, I saw so many uh, leaders who were, in my opinion, good leaders, but not great leaders. And um, when you would ask me what makes a great leader uh, distinguish um, himself from a good leader, I think it's really um, not what they do, like every leader, they they meet their targets, if they're good, um, they get things done, but it's really how they do it. I think that really 
makes an impact on everyone who works with them, who works for them. Um, and, and so how they do it, um, yeah, you can only be inspirational in how you do things if you really know yourself very well. Um, if you reflect uh, every now and then, take a step back from 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 your busy lives and and also I think that's maybe a second reason I've seen so many leaders who who have yeah there's it's not an easy job um, it's very demanding and it's very lonely especially so there are very few people they can talk to about their doubts about what they struggle with and so. And Plug48 is also kind of a, a platform where they can meet like-minded people and, and really discuss, discuss in a very safe environment mm. all the doubts they have and, and the things they struggle with. So, so it's also a, a platform for, for leaders. Okay. Um, who is Carlene? Hmm. That's a very broad question. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I always hated these broad questions as a student at university. <laughs> so let's try and uh, give a, an answer to that. Um, so I think Caroline is um, someone who came into this world um, to make it lighter, mm -hmm. um, to make it fun and to make it um, meaningful. So I think um, I really, for a very long time, I just I was just uh, operating on autopilot, um, but at, at some point through things that happened, I really started to believe that I was put into this world to yeah to do to do just that to to help people to make it lighter to mm -hmm. and to to foster this inspirational leadership that i've been missing um, a lot when i was in corporate worlds okay and how do you do that in your day-to-day -day life um i mean making it lighter fun and meaningful i think i tend to most of the times see things on the positive side, reframe things positively uh, and uh, laugh a lot and make a lot of jokes. <laughs> Sometimes too much, um, but yeah. Okay. Um, do your friends or family have a nickname for you? Mm. Um, yeah, until... I think until five months ago I never had a, a nickname. Mm -hmm. uh, but then... All of a sudden, everyone starts to call me Carly. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. Hmm. But I kind of like it, so okay. they can continue calling me like that. Okay. Um, so you were talking about what an inspiring leader um, means or, or how, how you would like to foster inspiring leadership. Do you personally have a, a role model? Mm-hmm. Many. Um, I think I'm gonna be very cliche here, um, but one of my all-time role models is uh, Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. 
uh, very cliche, but I think it's very good that he has been the president because I think he inspired a lot of people to be a different type of leader. So why I think he he is inspiring is because um, besides being the president of the United States, uh, he has been uh, remaining a human. Mm -hmm. I think throughout the whole mm -hmm. um, presidency, uh, he has been remaining a, a human. You, there's so many videos of him making jokes, laughing with people, having very funny ad hoc reactions mm -hmm. on things that happened, mm -hmm. uh, crying when he was mm -hmm. sad. Um, yeah, and, and just mm -hmm. the, the fact that he was human and even though he was the president of the United States, I think everyone could imagine themselves mm -hmm. hanging out with that person. I think that for me was the most inspiring about him. And so I think to make it more general, being very human and very mm -hmm. down to earth and knowing what mm -hmm. you are and what you are not, I think that that's what makes leaders inspiring mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. When do you feel really vulnerable? Mm, when I feel very vulnerable, um, hmm, I don't like to be vulnerable in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so this question makes me feel vulnerable already. Um, I think... Uh, Yeah, when things happen um, that I think that are unfair, mm -hmm. um, then I get really, uh, I could get really emotional. For instance, people, um, people who do things that I think they are not fair or um, yeah, I would find that people have been saying stuff about me that is not correct. Um, or people are... I think also when it comes to animals, I really love animals. And so whenever mm -hmm. my animals, there's something with their health, mm -hmm. I also feel like a mother who is... Mm -hmm. who their children are in danger. So, so then I feel really vulnerable because mm -hmm. I can't... I'm not a... I, can't, I cannot do anything about it. Mm -hmm. so, so then I don't like that. Okay. Um, everybody has strengths and weaknesses and working points which hold them back from really thriving. What is your like, big working point? I think we already touched upon it. Okay. <laughs> the vulnerability. <laughs> okay. I think, and, and when I said I, I love to see when Barack Obama is crying in front of the whole world. Um, I, re I really think that's very strong. Mm -hmm. uh, but at this moment, I would never be able to do something like that. Because mm -hmm. by nature, I always want to be strong. And mm -hmm. I always want to yeah, show that I, I'm still there standing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that could make me less human and, and, and less inspiring. Uh, mm -hmm. Consequently, so um, yeah, showing my vulnerability, showing 
emotions emotions a bit mm. more um, I'm working on it mm -hmm. uh, but I still have a far way to go mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you uh, show your own emotions you feel weak but when you see other people show emotions yeah I you, love it you love it <laughs> okay and what do you do to to work on that point um Or do you do you work on that point? I think it's a matter of also being in touch with your emotions because mm -hmm. sometimes I I push them aside. Uh, I tend to reframe a lot of things positively, which means that, for instance, sadness or um, yeah, the more quote unquote negative emotions. Um, Yeah, that I tend to suppress them a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so already acknowledging that they are there and feeling when they are there, mm -hmm. I think it's the first place. And then in the second uh, step, I, I need to communicate on that, for instance. Yeah, when I have daring to maybe even postpone meetings when I don't feel well, mm -hmm. I would never do that, but I should maybe do it more often. So I think awareness and it, it's the first step. And mm -hmm can see further mm -hmm. so we're um, nearly starting the new decade uh, and mm -hmm. we come at the end of the year which means people think about you know what they've done well and what they want to improve in the next year um, could you share like the the three things that you learned this year and uh, the plans you have next year for self-development mm -hmm. Mm, three things I learned this year. Um, yeah, if you learned three things, <laughs> it yeah. can also be two things. Um, I think one thing is um, I really learned that uh, success and happiness are a different thing, uh, and that I, I met a lot of very successful people. Uh, throughout the uh, retreats um, but it's not because you're successful that you're necessarily happy um, and so I, I really learned that happiness should be a priority um, above everything else mm -hmm. um, and I also believe that if you're happy you will be successful at some point um, so that I I learned Um, the second thing I learned is that um, I really, um, <laughs> it's a confirmation, it's, I really love doing what I do, uh, it gives me a lot of freedom, it gives me a lot of, uh, yeah, room for creativity, which I didn't have uh, in my corporate jobs. Uh, and so I really, it's confirmed that I want to continue what I'm doing um, because it's, it really gives me so much energy. Um, and then the third thing I learned is that um, yeah, that um, sometimes um, things don't always go as planned um, and that I need to sometimes let go more the fact that I cannot control things um, and believe that whatever is happening 
it's happening for a reason. Mm. Because that idea, once I really would embody it, I think it would make me very, very calm on mm. whatever is happening. So really accepting things as they happen and and not always trying to force things in the direction that I would like them to go. I think that's... Uh, I'm not yet there, but I think mm-hmm. it's already a big uh, insight. Um, and then the plans for next year, you mean the resolutions or...? <laughs> yeah, uh, it can be resolutions or maybe concrete plans you've made to do a certain, uh, I don't know, like training or mm. travel or... Yes, um, so uh, I like to plan a lot of my leisure activities before I plan professional activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's okay. Uh, I even think more people should do it that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so one of the things I really would like to do next year is I want to go and visit Burning Man because it has mm-hmm. been on my list already for uh, for a few years now and I keep mm-hmm. on meeting here and there people who have been and who really uh, yeah, are very enthusiastic about mm-hmm. it. So I really want to see what it is, uh, if, if it's really as life-changing as, as everyone is saying. Mm. Uh, so that's definitely a big thing I want to do. Um, and then development-wise, um, yeah, I want to go more into training myself on specific topics. Um, I started uh, Enneagram training. Uh, this year, I want to continue a bit more that year, uh, next year. Um, but I also, um, yeah, I think I want to have a nice balance between leisure and, and, mm. and work. And, and, and so for the plans next year, we're going to uh, launch Unplug48 uh, in a few new countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be announced very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah, and also uh, uh, it's the three-year anniversary, so yeah. that should be celebrated. Nice. I like to organize parties. Mm-hmm. It's also gonna be uh, it's gonna be somewhere in April that we're gonna mm-hmm. do that. So that will also be a very nice, yeah, appreciation of what has already been done, because I sometimes tend to forget that. And mm. then one one big resolution for next year, it's maybe, and I had the same resolution this year, but I'm still not there, and you will laugh out loud, um, because actually that goes almost against the concept, is to still reduce significantly my uh, screen time on my phone. Because mm. <laughs> I think it's sincere that you can mm. actually measure it, yeah. or the phone is measuring mm-hmm. it, and it blows me away. I, I thought I was very conscious with it, but it blows yeah. me away. The amount of hours per week I'm on this uh, little device. So I think because I believe in, uh, um, how do you say that, walking the talk, mm-hmm. um, I think towards all participants mm-hmm. of the unplug retreats, mm-hmm. I should really do a better job in walking the talk and mm-hmm. really reduce phone usage. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's definitely... I'm, I'm still thinking of a plan because I have so many alarms and limitations already on the phone mm-hmm. installed, but I, I just don't see them anymore. So I totally ignore them. So 
if anyone has <laughs> tips on that, yeah. be my guest because uh, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, probably on many people's yes. New Year's resolution. For I hope so, but it's it's not easy. Yeah. Um. What was Carleen like as a kid? <laughs> uh, a little dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little dictator, um, I remember, so I'm the oldest of three kids uh, and I remember that I was really deciding on what was happening and what was not happening mm. at home. Um, so I think I was pretty harsh sometimes, mm -hmm. especially towards my brother who was only three years younger. Mm. Uh, sorry for that brother, <laughs> he's called Jan. <laughs> Um, also, I was very, I think I was pretty individualistic. So my mm -hmm. mom always told me that as a baby, I was always playing on my own. And I was going nuts when somebody would uh, grasp my toys. I would go really crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also, I've never done any group activity, which is weird because I think today I would consider myself as pretty mm. social, but yeah. I never was in... Uh, any youth organizations, mm. I never did team sports, always on my own, so uh, yeah. Mm. Um, and also, funny anecdotes, uh, I wanted to become a top manager when I was a little <laughs> kid, so it's also pretty weird. Um, but on the other hand, I think already from a young age, I like I loved bringing people together, mm. I was famous for my birthday parties, we mm. always... Uh, different than mm -hmm. other birthday parties. Um, I was bringing people together, organizing stuff at school. So I mm -hmm. was very engaged in, in some way. Uh, and I think that is still what I'm, I'm mm -hmm. doing uh, today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's as far as my memories go. I also had a huge um, drive to uh, protect the underdogs. I had a lot mm. of underdog friends uh, um, and I think I still have that today. Okay, um, what is your proudest moment in life? Mm. It's really good to you by the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my proudest moments I should think about it more often because sometimes mm. I tend to forget uh, or to appreciate things. Mm -hmm. I always look at what can can be better. I think it was this year um, where uh, I hosted a retreat in the Dominican Republic in Cabarete uh, together with Mo Gaudet. Uh, and for those who don't know him, he's the... Um, former chief business officer of Google X, uh, which is the innovation department at Google, where they do all these crazy innovations like the uh, driverless cars, uh, Google Glasses, these type of things. And so, um, long story short, he, uh, while he was still working at Google, he, uh, he lost his uh, son through... Yeah, through a um, medical mistake. Um, and in the aftermath of that, he wrote uh, a book about happiness because he has, 
he had been struggling as a very young, uh, very high potential of being happy despite all uh, the things that were actually going very well. Like he had uh, two beautiful kids, nice wife, best job ever. And he was still very unhappy. And so he started digging into the topic of happiness and he read about it, I think, for over 10 years. And so when his son died, uh, he really, um, yeah, he, his happiness formula that he developed was really attested big time. Mm. Um, and he started writing about all the things he uh, learned about happiness, uh, which became the best-selling book, um, Soul for Happy. I read it, I, it was recommended by a friend, uh, I read it, I was like blown away, I was like, whoa, everyone should read this. Mm. Uh, and then through a connection, um, yeah, I got to know him, I, I participated to a mm-hmm. retreat that he was hosting. Uh, and yeah, we had, a, we had a good click and then we said, mm. yeah, well, let's do a retreat together. Uh, and at that time he was based in Dominican Republic mm. uh, and we did a retreat and, and for me, that was like how the ideal retreat should look like. It was a very inspiring speaker. Um, it was a very inspiring group of people who came from mm-hmm. different places mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, the program was, was very nicely balanced between content, workshops, uh, inspiration, but also just beautiful outdoor activities. So mm-hmm. Connecting to nature was also... Mm-hmm big part of that retreat um yeah and i remember at some point i was there and sitting like wow like a few yeah like a year ago nobody ever heard about what i was doing and now like 12 people just trust me to fly all over the world to come here and and have this retreat and then also this yeah, Mo Gaudat, who also never knew, mm-hmm. never got to know me, also trusted me to organize it with him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I felt really grateful for the trust that people put mm-hmm. in the concept. Uh, and also, um, after those retreats, uh, the reactions. And, and yeah, I can really say that for some people, it, it made big changes in their mm-hmm. life. And, and some people are really really taking big decisions of that mm. and then, yeah that's really what makes gives me the energy mm-hmm. uh, for doing all of this mm-hmm. do you still have contact with him um yes yes uh i think two weeks ago i visited him he's now in london uh and uh, yeah he's, he's such an inspiring person like every time you talk about if you talk with him you feel like yeah he's he's he knows so much and he, he's always so sharp in his analysis. So it's, it's, it's just a pure pleasure to talk mm-hmm. to him. Um, and actually, um, he uh, agreed to become the godfather uh, of Unplug 48. So wow. uh, yeah, we were in London um, and then he, he, we asked him to become uh, the godfather uh, and, and he said yes. So it's really nice. Um, and we also had a godmother, of course, because mm-hmm. you need both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Anne Klaas, uh, now uh, vice president at GNGA. 
Uh, and I'm glad it's actually a former participant of Unplug48. Mm. Uh, actually, the session with Mogao that she participated. Uh, and she's such an inspirational woman that we said, okay, mm. she has to become the godmother. Mm -hmm. So very cool to see that we have a godmother and a, a godfather. And yeah, you will hear more about what, uh, how we will integrate those two into the programs. Or, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Exciting. Yes. Um, are you a plant person or an animal person? Hmm. Definitely uh, an animal person. Mm -hmm. um, I sometimes think that I'm even more an animal person than a human person. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, for me, animals, I really, I really connect with them very easily. Um, I think they have a lot of things that I think are inspiring. They're very non-judgmental. They're most of the times pretty happy like for instance a dog you wake him up at 4 a.m mm -hmm. he's always happy to go for a walk so uh non-judgmental yeah and so so honest in their emotions i mm. i feel they, they don't have a break they're hungry so they ask for foods um they they're happy so they come and jump to you or, or, or yeah start to go around your legs is if it's a cat um and yeah they, they really make me happy and so i do have two cats at home uh from a shelter i really would love to have a dog but i'm just too much away so it wouldn't mm -hmm. be very fair towards the dog mm -hmm. uh, and i also have uh, a baby horse which is actually not a baby anymore it's, it's already two years and a half old um but yeah, uh, it's called Jericho. And uh, yeah, funny story. I got him as a present from a, a Russian lady. Um, really funny story, but I'm very happy. Uh, very happy with the present because it's a beautiful, mm. funny, energetic horse. Okay, cool. Um, Kylene, are you self-confident? How, how self-confident would you rate yourself from, from zero to 10? Um, today, um, oh, I think pretty high without being arrogant, I think I would say eight or nine, mm. um, because I feel I'm really at the sweet spot of doing things that I love doing and that I'm good at. Um, so yeah, and I think I've always been pretty confident, uh, except for one, um, think one uh, yeah one period in my life where I really lost it um, and that was when I um, when I was working at McKinsey um, there was a moment that all of a sudden I really started to believe that I was not good enough um, and yeah because yeah, because it's also an environment where a lot is focused on what you can do better. And, and if you keep on hearing about what you should do better, for me, it doesn't really works, work very motivating. Mm. And so at some point, I really lost all confidence uh, and, and it was horrible because it, it, it was paralyzing. I, every time I was asked to do things, uh, I, I, I could almost not start 
the task because I felt like yeah whatever even if I write one letter on a on a slide I, it would be the wrong letter so it was mm. really bad mm-hmm. um, and yeah at that it, and I think it took six months to get over it so it was mm. also pretty long at least it felt very long um, and I also learned from that experience that self confidence. I think it's so important. It influences so much. And, and talking about inspiring leader, I think self-confidence is also a healthy dose mm-hmm. of self-confidence. is also very important because if you're anxious or insecure, too, uh, insecure, it could be okay. But if you're too insecure, mm-hmm. it will be very difficult for you to, to have a follower base of people who want to follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think also... Uh, as a parent, that would be one of my main goals mm. is to uh, to foster self confidence because whenever you're confident, mm-hmm. sky is the limit. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I personally find really difficult is to find uh, a balance on a daily basis. Um, how do you manage your work, your own business? Um, and being calm and peaceful. Mm, what works really good for me is structure and routine. Um, although naturally I wasn't always very structured, I learned it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I must say it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Um, so what I mean with that is that on an ideal day, of course, uh, not all days go ideally as planned, but on an ideal day, uh, I would know know before the day starts what would be my three main priorities of the day and other little things that I have to do. I would know exactly what are the meetings coming. Um, and then I, I would work in, in a focused way, which means that, um, yeah, I have my phone far, far away from where I'm working. Um, I do one thing at a time, not too much multitasking. Um, yeah, and, and, and also uh, I group the meetings on specific days because that's also for me too much multitasking <laughs> um, and then I think since since one year I also installed this new morning routine of going to the gym I never ever thought I would go to a gym <laughs> mm-hmm. because I thought it was stupid to be indoor and move with weights um, but I realized that uh, because I'm working f- uh, from home uh, most of the time I needed something uh, I needed to do something before I would um, start work. So now the morning I wake up, um, I meditate a bit, like uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, Then I go to the gym, I do one hour of mostly group classes. And then my body is totally relaxed uh, when I come back and and also energized at the same Mm. time. Uh, so that really works very well. And then in the evening I do the same. I see what have I done. And I make I make the plan for the next day. I think for me to know that I know what I'm going to do the next day gives me a lot of uh, peace of mind. 
Okay, um, I think that's uh, very handy for me to to um, <laughs> to try out. Um, what what do people come to you for for advice? Mm, I think there's two main topics uh, that people come to me to. Uh, one is um, uh, relationship uh, stuff. Uh, and it could be both because relationships aren't going as they want them to go or people who are dating and who want to know how to uh, what would be the best strategy to to uh, catch the fish they want to they want to catch um, and I kind of like that it's funny because I'm not in a relationship myself so it, you could say that I'm not really the expert, but I kind of like to talk about these things. Uh, and then the second topic is I also talk to a lot of people who who are a bit stuck in their situation and then mostly professionally. So um, somehow people find it inspiring the way that I um, left the corporate bubble, which was a bit a golden cage. Uh, and that I give up all the security to start something from scratch. Uh, and so, yeah, then they talk about me, about how, how, I've, how, how I've done that, uh, yeah, how it was, how I, yeah, what was the financial consequences, because that's very often what people are scared of. Uh, and so, yeah, I, and then when I really feel that yeah, they, they could do it. I also try to motivate them mm -hmm. to, to jump, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that are mostly the two things people talk to me about. Okay. Um, what can you spend a lot of money on? Mm, experiences. Um, so, I travel quite a lot. Um, I traveled already a lot while I was still uh, in consulting for work, but also for uh, leisure. Uh, and then I said, uh, I said to myself, I'm gonna stop traveling uh, so much because I'm not gonna have the money uh, once I start uh, my own company. So I'm gonna quit it for a few years. <laughs> and the thing is that I've never been traveling so much in the past <laughs> year, so I hugely failed. Mm -hmm. But maybe it also just means that I, I enjoy mm -hmm. it and it's part of my mm -hmm. working model. Mm -hmm. uh, so traveling for sure, and, and I don't travel really uh, to exclusive places or mm -hmm. so. So I, I travel pretty cheaply and that's mm -hmm. also because sometimes people ask me, have you won the lottery? No, I, I travel... Mm -hmm pretty cheaply I check the tickets and I think I I travel maybe at one one third or half of the price that most people mm -hmm. would travel so um, if anyone wants tips on that <laughs> I can also share them mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing is um, yeah quality I would say how is it called qualitative technological gadgets so mm. um, I'm just saying that because I recently bought a drone which is not mm. very cheap but uh, somehow I did I thought I would use it a lot for for the new website that mm -hmm. is coming um, but also to make nice uh, footage of, mm -hmm. of the retreats uh, 
so uh, whenever I feel it's uh, yeah, it's it's worth the investment, I I wouldn't shy away from paying a substantial mm. uh, amount of money to to have good good material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, How important is intelligence for you? Um, if you like meet people, your friends, uh, your partner, how mm. important is intelligence? <laughs> I think it differs because you said multiple uh, things. You said partner, friends, people. Mm. Uh, I think for friends, um, it's not at all a requirement. Uh, I think it's more important that they're genuine, that they're fun, that they can laugh with them I think those are most important um, when it comes to a partner on the other hand I think it is kind of important because I somehow have to feel that I can look up to 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 that person um, and I think when they would say uh, <laughs> less intelligent things all the time I, I mm. Difficult, I think. So it depends about a bit about who who we we talk about. Um, on the other hand, um, especially when we look a bit forward, I think that uh, going forward, IQ will become a lot less important uh, for being to for people to thrive to be successful, and it's gonna be. Um, EQ, emotional intelligence, which is really going to become very important. I think it's already important, uh, but I think most of the IQ tasks are going to take over, are going to be taken over by machines, whereas emotional uh, intelligence, it's, it's really something that I think for now it's still hard to replicate by a machine. And uh, I think that's going to be really what distinguish uh, will distinguish successful people from less successful people so how you collaborate how you communicate with other humans how you can feel how other people are doing I think that's really important mm. um, is uh, environmental impacts uh, something that is on your on your mind or important in your business um I think for sure I'm I'm conscious about it. Uh it's not my battle I'm fighting. So I think there's other people fighting that battle and I think it's really good and I support them in that. Uh but it's not the battle I am fighting, although uh of course more inspiring leaders I think would also mean more environmental conscious decision-making in the world. So indirectly, I think uh, we can influence it. Uh, when it comes to myself, um, yeah, the one thing I'm really not environmental friendly is the traveling. So I still use planes uh, until something better has been invented. Uh, but for instance, when it comes to um, food waste, um, water usage, uh, electricity usage, uh, I think I'm pretty conscious. Um, I pay attention to it. Um, yeah, and I hugely support whatever, um, how, as much as I can, all the mm. initiatives that are uh, 
fighting for for the climate. Mm -hmm. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was an easy, easy answer. I'm happy. I wasn't always, but now I'm really happy. Because I'm doing the things that I, I love doing. And I think that's that's a big deal in uh, being mm -hmm. happy. Just uh, being on your path, doing what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and not uh, going too much against, uh, how you say it? Too much upwards i think whenever you move downwards uh, downstream the river um, i think that's really uh, what will make you happy do you have a big ego <laughs> um yeah i for sure i have an ego uh i think what is different is that i'm getting to know it better so i'm becoming more aware of when it when it kicks in the ego and uh, and sometimes i i don't control it and it just rages and it, it does it does what it was wants to do uh, but more and more i tend to um yeah i tend to be aware of when it kicks in and then react in a different more mm compassionate way than my ego would want me to react so uh, it's for sure there and it uh, could be very big uh, from time to time but I try to uh, master it mm. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever given a colleague um, I've given a colleague um, I think oh, I think the best advice is, is um, that life is short and you shouldn't waste too much time doing things that you don't like doing. So uh, I think at every moment in time you have to live in a way that you feel that it's okay to to die. <laughs> it's a bit creepy maybe what I'm saying here, but live really in a way that you're always okay with what you're doing and that yeah you're happy with who you are um, and what you're doing and I think that's what I really try to uh, um, push people to, to think about is that life is really short and you don't even know whether tomorrow you will be still there and so don't don't waste time and focus on on the good things mm -hmm. do you have a hidden talent <laughs> I have a hidden talent. I can make uh, something funny with my tongue, but uh, <laughs> it's not something I can demonstrate on a podcast. <laughs> something like this. <laughs> it's good that nobody sees it because it's a bit weird. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I call it a free willy, uh, <laughs> a free willy move. So you know the the tongue is totally cur curling, curving, uh, like free willy. Uh, apart from that, um, I don't think I have many hidden talents. Um, yeah, I have a hidden, maybe a hidden hobby, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is uh, watching videos on YouTube of uh, cleaning girls. It's really weird. Okay. Uh, it's called ASMR, and mm -hmm. it's uh, 
it's actually the idea that uh, that your brain becomes super relaxed whenever you watch. It could be triggered by soft voices, by speaking very slowly, um, by cleaning. Oh, and now we end with this little hobby of mine. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kaleen, for your time and for being vulnerable. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the inspiring questions. Thank you.